When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey guys, we are so excited today. We have got an incredible guest. Let me say that again, an incredible guest here. We've got the legendary director and choreographer, Kenny Ortega. And let me just let me just tease some names that you might be familiar with. Michael Jackson, Cher, Madonna, uh, High School Musical, Dirty Dancing, Pretty in Pink, Cheetah Girls. These are just some of the people and the shows and movies that he's worked on. And now we can all look forward to Descendants 2. He's also choreographed and directed that. Welcome, Kenny. So good to be here. Thank you so much. Well, thank you for coming. I'm like uh, amazed. (laughs) Yes, there's there's our audience (laughs) chiming in. And um, I'm amazed and, and, and so glad. And also here in the studio with us is Avery Thompson, our entertainment editor. Hi. Hi, Avery. And Gino, the producer. I've been sleeping here. I was evicted. <laughs> <laughs> Kenny, so nice to have you. Uh, we talked to you so many times. Obviously, we talked to you a bunch before Descendants 1. Um, on all the carpets and stuff, and you're back again with the sequel. Yeah. What's the difference? What's the what's the big change from one to two? Well, you know, the big change is that I started this movie with actors that I hadn't seen in two years, and all of them went out, you know, and kicked up their game, and they came back to me, you know, with with uh, so much more. Uh, so I was able to depend on them and expect so much more from them as growing artists. And so it, it was so much fun. There, you know, we raised the bar on ourselves and, and on the movie, and we're all real excited about what we've accomplished. And so we're talking Dove Cameron, mm. Boo Boo Stewart, who's been in here a few times, Sophia Carson, Cameron, Bo- Cameron Boyce, and China Ann McLean. And mm. she's a new addition to the cast. Boy, is for- she ever. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sophia, Sophia was just in here. Boo Boo's been in. They've all been in. Sophia was in here. Yeah, yes. yeah. She's the fairest of them all. She really she, is. Yes, yeah. she is. Isn't One she of the gorgeous? most yeah. beautiful women on earth. I would yeah, say. Yeah, no kidding. And so now, so now this is coming out on Friday, and it's really unprecedented. Mm-hmm. So because it's Friday, July twenty first, eight p.m., and it's on six channels: Disney Channel, ABC, Freeform, Lifetime. Disney XD and Lifetime Movies. And the idea of this for any of you, um, of our listeners, who have not seen Descendants 1, this is the story about um, famous Disney villains like Maleficent and um, oh, Captain Hook and all of their children who've been banished from the regular world to live on a, a lost island, and they've been contained there. And then in Descendants 1, the original, their children are allowed to leave and come to the normal world and go to school. And in Descendants 2, now 
Tell us what happened. Sure. Well, they've been there for a few months now, and three out of the four of them are really getting comfortable. They like it. You know, in fact, Evie, who's played by Sophia, is is in, you know, doesn't really want to talk about where she's from and and has sort of left it behind. And and the other guys are involved in sport and have friends. And, they're you kind know, of evolved like, away yeah, from evil. They're, they're really sort of buying into it. But we've got, you know, our story begins with, a, with an angst Mal who's having a real identity crisis. And also, because she's the girlfriend of the king of Oridon, is finding right, that the pressure... Right, which is the Yeah, the pressure to... to uh, uh, you know, to to be able to sort of uh, be all that everyone is expecting of her, it becomes too much, and that the idea of just returning to where she's from it sounds is is easier. That 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 feels more natural for her. That rather than try to aspire to be like other people and be really she, good, yeah, that she feels that her background just works against her in that capacity. <laughs> and so our, our story begins with her wanting to return home. There seems to be some fanfare for the the. Uh descendants in the in new world they're in. Can we hear a little bit from the trailer to get mm. a flavor of that? Only three days to the Royal Cotillion. How does it feel to be the most envied girl in Oregon? Everybody wants me to be this lady of the court and I have no idea how to keep up the act. Don't you ever miss screaming at people and just making them run away from you? Not really. This isn't the Isle of the Lost, Mal. Believe me, I know that. Whoa. Hmm. Heavy pressure. So I think like a lot of young people can identify with that, you know, trying to fix that, to fit ideals of perfection mm. and uh, and and maybe giving up. Rising to the expectation of others and not really sort of embracing who you are and believing that it's enough is a big theme that rivers through our story. Now, you are really like working with young people because here you are with Descendants. And then, of course, you did all three high school musicals. Like, what is it like finding young talent like Vanessa Hudgens and Zac Efron and now Sophia Carson? And yeah. It's a process that I really enjoy, and, and the Disney Channel enables us to really take our time. And I, I've always said I'm not only looking for actors that can sing and dance, but I'm looking for partners, young people that are going to come, that have ideas, that are brave, that are courageous, that are generous to other actors, and that aren't reliant on just me giving them the guidance or direction, but that come in with 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 whole ideas. And that's the the the. the the, the, I say I would say that what is uh, um, the continuity of both of those movies, High School Musical and Descendants, are that that we landed these incredible young partners that come to the day every day, uh, uh, ready to play, and and um, it makes my life so much more fun and makes the space so much more creative. Whatever happened to that, Zac Efron? That, that, that didn't <laughs> yeah. go anywhere. Right, exactly. He really fizzled out. That yeah. guy, poor Vanessa. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Did you know? Did you? Uh, did you cast Zach? Did you know that he? was going to be like a, a, a comedy superstar honestly i mean we all believed in, we believe in all of the young people that we cast because we really take our time and we took months before we cast high school musical and we looked endlessly and zach was up against 600 guys for that role it's not like we honestly we didn't just go out one weekend find zach and say well let's put our faith in him that we put him through a real test this guy had to come in and do it all and he had, and and work with all different kinds of other actors and actresses, uh, um, and, until at the end of the day, we kind of all you know came together and said, "This guy is magical. This guy has something really unique and really special, and and he can lead this group into this into this uh, movie." 
So I, yeah, I did, I did have belief in him, as I do in the kids that we're working with today and descendants too. Now, when you say that you you um, uh, audition like 600 actors for these roles, mm -hmm. do you look across the country to find people? Do they have to be able to? Well, they have to be able to sing. Do they have to be able to dance already? And and do they all have that it that charisma? when you see them? Does it always show in their first edition or sometimes is it an evolution? When, when I, I was working with an incredible casting director by the name of Jane Jenkins many years ago, and um, she was an actress actually in, a, in a, an episode of Ally McBeal that I directed. And so I, I asked her at lunch one day if she could, when, when do you know? You've cast so many extraordinary movies with so many incredibly talented people. When do you know? And she said, I know before they read the scene. Really? And and for wow. me, I, I, I'm always looking Did for Did she actors. say why or how? Well, she, you know, that, that she finds that the actors that come in and, and are revealing of themselves right off the bat, where you can feel a kind of magic of an individual um, before they're now taking on the role of another character, uh, um, says something about the person. And I find that with our, our cast, that um, I'm in love with them often before they're even reading the scene. That I'm there's something about the way they enter the room, their calm, their focus, their the enjoyment of being there, um, their look, a lot, lots of things. And and uh, but you you'd asked earlier, you know, where do we look for them? Where do we find them? And I'm not exaggerating. Just just the dancers, for example, the dancers alone for High School Musical three, we saw over five thousand dancers wow. to cast 30 dancers in a movie right so uh, when i say 600 actors i'm not exaggerating for descendants 2 we we went all the way to scotland to find our captain hook's son harry hook in in thomas doherty and canada to find a gill uh, our gill a uh, gaston's son played by uh, dylan playfair and and uh, australia to find um in, uh, Mitchell Hope wow. to play the king. And you went king. there? You went all these places? Yeah, so we have <laughs> casting uh, yeah. uh, associates oh, in all see. of these places ah, okay. that set in, 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 when we looked in, in, uh, in uh, the UK, uh, there were 45 actors that they sent us for the role of Harry Hook. You know, and we'd already seen hundreds. You Half know. of them were Hemsworths. <laughs> <laughs> now, are you, um, are, are you just thrilled by like the explosion really in kind of live, live and lifelike theater on television, even in the Disney Channel, on NBC, on mm. Fox with having the live shows and then with having a, a show like Glee that's on mm. and World of Dance, like there's so much almost, it's almost like Broadway is being brought to us in so many different ways. You know, as I mentioned earlier to you before we uh, started uh, the chat, that I'm a theater junkie. I started in theater as a young boy. It was the first thing that I did. I, I, I was 13 years old when I started working professionally as an actor, and I've always loved the theater. And I came to know that, you know, when television began, it was all live. Everything was live. There was no pre-recorded anything. And the first kind of programming that was done in television was musical. So it's really just returning to the roots of what inspired television in the first place. Choreographers were key in the beginning of television, coming in and staging productions and creating musical numbers. Um, 
I love live television and live the live musicals that are happening now on network television because I appreciate what goes into being able to produce a live experience. I know how many people it takes and how everyone needs to be, you know, in this sort of connected thinking. And so for me, it's always a great ride watching a, a, a wonderful live musical. Kenny, don't you, do you think the best directors are all choreographers at heart? Like if you look at someone like Martin Scorsese, maybe the greatest director of all time, one of them, and that the scene from Goodfellas where they're going through the restaurant and just one person after another sort of makes a little cameo to mm. the camera and says, who they, and they know, this is Polly Two Tones and this is Jimmy, Two, whatever. You know, they all have the nicknames and it's all one shot. The whole thing is, mm. chor- it, the planning is like so immaculate. Isn't that a little bit like planning a dance? It is. It is. I think that, that what it is is, is rhythm. <laughs> that I think that my, I mean, my favorite movies and my favorite directors are, are men and women that, ha- that have this sort of rhythmic ability, you know, in their storytelling, where you do see, you know, these endless scenes that, but the, you know, in, in one shot, for example, or, or even when it's broken up, to find the rhythm of the scene, the rhythm of storytelling, um, and I do think that there, there's a connection there between choreography and that. Well, I mean, think about let, let's talk about dirty dancing mm. for a second, because there's that there's so many scenes there that are so iconic and inspirational. And of course, everybody knows about the scene in the water with the lift. And you did you designed that scene. And you were in the water, right? Well, I was under the water. <laughs> you were under the water. Were you helping hold them up? I think I was in a wetsuit holding Patrick's feet. But honestly, you know, um, that... You really that, get in there. That lift... <laughs> down in the muck. <laughs> that lift was, you know, originally uh, Eleanor Bergstein's idea. And how we did it was Patrick's idea. And then in how the we... I wa- mean, in yeah, the water. Yeah, yeah, and then I think how we pulled it off was in part me, you know, figuring out that we had to build a platform and find a way to secure him because it's not easy to do that kind of a lift Right, just water. on... Right. Yeah, no one thinks about that. Like, you know, <laughs> lakes aren't that stable. Yeah. Wow. So he's on a platform in the water. Yeah. You know, so Jen- that- Jennifer got uh, hypothermia doing that. We were in fall in in the Catskills, not in the Catskills, in, in the Blue Ridge Mountains. And that water was ice cold. Ooh. That's my neck of the woods. Yeah. <laughs> you know it then, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kenny is oh, personally wow. responsible for a lot of lower back <laughs> problems of guys who are not in the shape that they thought they were. <laughs> and did Ryan you- Gosling can do it. Not everyone can attempt. Well, did how you- good was he? How, how right? good was he in La La Land? What an yes. extraordinary job he did in that. That. Amazing. Yeah. Some people said he looked at his feet too much. I didn't. I mean, I thought he what? was fine. What? You, you guys didn't hear that criticism <laughs> no. of Ryan Gosling looking no. at his feet? That's He's, like people that just want to get picky. That that opening scene, I thought that with the cars, like be, that beyond. was extraordinary. Yeah, I thought he was great. That's not my criticism. I think he's amazing. But he's also very self-deprecating about himself. I believed him completely. I did. He was just so into that role. Um, with Dirty Dancing, like, was that a case where you could feel the magic? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And, and the charisma between the two, between Jennifer Grey yeah, and yeah. Patrick Swayze in the whole thing. You yeah. could feel it. Yeah, they worked together before. They did Red Dawn. And um, I had worked with Jennifer before, never with Patrick. And uh, But we had a long flight from Los Angeles to New York and from New York back to Los Angeles where we connected in a big way. And when he decided to do the movie and put his trust in me and in Emil's. And uh, yeah, it, it, it was one of those experiences that, and it now helps me know when I'm in the right 
space mm-hmm. that having had that experience and, and, and felt all those things during the making of that movie, now I, I feel them again, you know? Like w- when we were making Descendants the first time, there was a moment during that process where I all of a sudden felt that incredible burn and excitement and felt that, you know, hey, if, 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 if the company takes this and, and does with it what the actors are doing with it and what the writers have done with it, that there is something here that I think has great potential. You felt that Disney magic. I did. Happening. But also the chemistry, yes. the chemistry that I f- felt when I was working with Patrick and Jennifer, the chemistry that Zach and Vanessa had, and that entire cast, and our entire cast now, that those things I learned about that making Dirty Dancing. Someone else you're a, uh, who's obsessed with Disney, who you know personally as a friend of yours, Michael Jackson, the mm. dear departed Michael Jackson. Can That's you right, tell ne- us, Mr. Neverland. Yes, he, I mean, he sort of fashioned his whole private life after the, sort of Disney. Mm. Um, can you tell us anything about him that, that we might not know? Um, let me just, um, just so our listeners know, you worked with yeah. Michael Jackson, you choreographed his Dangerous Tour, and you also were choreographing his This Is It Tour, and then turned that into the movie, which was an amazing movie. Actually, we worked with great choreographers, including Michael. I was Michael's creative partner and the director of those tours, History, Dangerous, and This Is It. The choreography credits, although I supervised it, uh, the, the choreography credits went out to a lot of individuals. But yeah, Michael was a big Disney fan and also a great theater fan. Michael loved musicals. I remember one time we were traveling uh, through Eastern Europe on a world tour, and um, Michael asked me what my favorite musical was. And when I told him, he almost fell out of his chair and he was like, that's my favorite musical, which is Lionel Bart's Oliver. And we were sitting on this plane and we sang every single (laughs) song from the entire soundtrack of Oliver. Did he make you climb up in a tree with him? (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, but Michael had a great appreciation, you know, his background, his appreciation for theater. He had such a respect for the responsibility of a performer on stage. And, and, that's what I lo- why I loved working with him so much. Not only because he was brilliant and talented and, and capable of going places that very few other performers have ever been able to, to accomplish, uh, but every time I said yes to, to an invitation with Michael, I ended up coming out the other side of the journey having been somewhere I'd never been before. He was uh, younger than me, but one of my great mentors. I heard the story about him on the set of Thriller that he... Um when they were learning all that choreography, obviously they had all of these professional dancers on set and that he's so good. He would learn the choreography before all the mm-hmm. professional dancers. Like he would have it down instantly. You show him one time and he can do it. He just had like that. He had like an, did he have an innate talent for chor- like for dancing? Like was it a, you know? some superhuman? Sorry about that. Yeah. You look yeah. at him as a child, you know, and he was already doing it then. And, and, he was he, he loved everything from Barishnikov and ballet, classical ballet to modern contemporary. He loved dan- you know Broadway style dancing and movie style dancing and uh, jazz. He was a big fan of Fosse. He was a big fan of uh, of, of, of a stare of Chaplin. Uh, Michael uh, uh, studied them all. So um, it, it, it yeah he was uh, 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 in a league of his own. Uh, and we used to always say, you know, Michael never marked anything. And I think that that was part of his 
you know, a gift is that he would go full out all the time. And, and I remember, you know, uh, um, reminding him that he could pace himself and breathe and, and not feel like he had to like attack everything as if it were, he were on stage right now every time. But that was what he did. Um, and was he like that to the end when he was doing This Is It? It came across to me watching the film that he was. In, 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 in the capacity of, 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 you know, as a thinker and as a creator, absolutely. He wasn't quite there yet in his performance ability because he was just coming in after many, many years of having n not been uh, uh, performing. Uh, when we cast the dancers for uh, This Is It, um, I made it really clear, you know, we had over 10,000 submissions and when we finally narrowed it down, I think that Michael came in to see the dancers. We had about 200 and plus on stage at the Nokia in LA. And I made it real clear to them that what we were looking for were not just dancers, but we were looking for young people that were an extension of Michael Jackson, that we wanted to make, you know, that, that, that they needed to be able to plug into what this guy was about and to be able to be an extension of that magic. And it was extraordinary. Every single person that we ended up casting, after the fact, we discovered he was the very reason why they were dancing. That in all cases, that every single person came forward and said, it was Michael, watching Michael, that made me want to become a dancer. I remember when he died, I went straight to YouTube and taught myself the moonwalk. I took like two weeks and just learned how to do it. Because you can just do that now. You can look right. up, you know, it's just... Just to know, um, you also you were a great friend and a great fan, of course, of Gene Kelly, who was like you know, a iconic dancer. Now, when you looked at Gene Kelly and Michael, what did they have a lot in common? These two incredible dancers. How would you compare them in terms of dancing choreography? Well, they were just quintessential craftsmen. You know, they really, you know. I, I didn't know Gene as a young man. I only knew him as an adult. But this guy, the way he talked about his work, he shared his concepts of designing choreography for the camera with me. I mean, can you imagine us sitting in his home, you know, in the, in, in, in the intimacy of his living room, and he was talking to me about why he would place a camera in a certain place and why he would choreograph, you know, uh, uh, something special for an angle or, 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 or a lens. Um, they, they were just really invested that you know born to do what they did and and it was no wonder that they were great at it um i mean he gene was a director a choreographer an actor a singer and a dancer i mean he he did everything and a producer um so he took his work very seriously well go go ahead with descendants two coming out pardon me with descendants two coming out so soon do you have ideas for descendants three I think, you know, we're so focused right now on, on two. Um, we've been, you know, touring and, and out there meeting the fans and promoting. But the, the fans had so much to do with that. There is a Descendants 2 that over the two years between one and two, they've never left us. And they've made it really, really, really clear what they enjoyed about that first movie, what, where they would like us to return, and that they were really interested and excited about the idea of bringing new characters into Descendants 2. So, you know, they were instrumental in inspiring the writers and inspiring me. And, and um, 
Our cast is ready to go back and further explore an adventure with their cat with their characters. Our writers, I think, are titillating with ideas in anticipation that perhaps we might be fortunate enough to be able to make another one. Well, we're very fortunate to have you here today. Thanks. Kenny Ortega, Descendants 2, is going to be on this Friday. Premiere, tune in, 8 o'clock, July 21st. Disney Channel, ABC, Freeform, Lifetime, Lifetime Movies, and Disney XD. Thank you so much. What a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you.